the president received the report at the end of August. And uh, obviously, as I'm sure you've seen the report, it's quite a long report, over 700 pages. And after studying the report, the president appointed the two committees, one which is chaired by Minister Khadebe, and the Presidential Fiscal Committee, whose lead minister is the Minister of Finance, to process the report. There has been a huge public interest in the report. As you know, a few weeks ago, it was leaked to one of the Sunday newspapers. I mean, I suppose it's really a balancing act involved here between a huge public demand, because the public deserves to know what is contained in the report, mm. as well as the issue that was raised uh, by the university. Allow me to jump in there, Dr. Ngulunga, and say you say the public deserves to know. And the questions have been, what is taking the presidency so long? As you rightly say that you received it in August, what were you doing to the report? Was it necessary to sit on it because it were recommendations uh, that is understood that you were merely to relay to the public? Well, I mean, there, there are two main things uh, that, that were done. I mean, you recall that the report was uh, given to the president at the end of August. And so, as I have said, uh, it's quite a long report. The president made a commitment when he informed the public that he was going to study the report quite carefully, which has been done. And then he then appointed uh, the two committees to which he has given the report to, to process. Now, part of the reason why it takes uh, this long to do these reports is because um, the commissions make uh, recommendations. And so what is really, I suppose, what members of the public are generally interested in is, well, then we know what the commission recommends. What is government going to do about it? Let's but talk about complexity, that. Yes, let's talk about that. I mean, given the complexity of the matter involved, I mean, that there are huge uh, implications of what needs to be done, not just only for the higher education sector, but for our economy and our society as a whole. I mean, it's not just a matter where a president will say, oh, the commission has recommended this, or I agree, or I do not agree, without any careful study of the implications of the decisions that have to be taken. I'm sure we have seen media reports in the past few weeks, people bending about all sorts of amounts of, of money, and also the state of our economy. And so that's the reason why the president gave the responsibility of processing this report to a team of ministers who have been working on these matters for some time, as well as the presidential fiscal committee, because as I have said, it has huge financial implications, not just only for government, but it has implications for the state of our economy as a whole. Mm. So it's not a matter where you can just take decisions without thinking about their implications for the state of the society. In, in terms of what is being done, Dr. Ngurunga, there are actually allegations that have surfaced which suggest that there is a plan to ensure that there are budget cuts across the state system to provide 40 billion rand to implement a plan which is being attributed to one uh, Morris Masuta, whom is said to have even met the interministerial task team that is working on this, including the former higher education minister. How true are these reports? How true are these allegations? Well, I mean, we, we have issued um, several statements now on the allegations, and there's been a variety of allegations. But the government processes are pretty straightforward. I mean, so there is no decision on such a significant matter 
that involves the lives of frankly millions of uh, of families that can be taken by just some individual. And so that doesn't happen. And that's the reason why the president appointed committees of ministers. I mean, for instance, I've said that one interministerial committee is chaired by the minister in the president's minister, Jeff Hattel, and the presidential fiscal committee, which the president chairs, and the lead minister is the minister of finance. So, I mean, there's no individual, no matter where they come from, who can come with some plan, I mean, and impose it on anybody. All right. government. I mean, there are, there are government processes involved here. And so really what we should wait for just moving forward is uh, the plan is there are these two committees that are working on this matter. Once they have concluded their work, they will make their recommendations to the president, will make a decision and communicate it to members of the public, as well as stakeholders in the higher education sector. Because in the final analysis, those are people who are directly affected by what the commission did. Thank you very much for your time, Dr. Wangani Ngulunga, presidential spokesperson. Meanwhile, uh, president of the South African Union of Students, Avela Mtatupana, says uh, this report is nothing new to them, that in fact it's provocation to the students. He joins us now on the line. A very good afternoon to you, and thank you so much for speaking to us. So why do you consider it a provocation to the students? Do you not think that uh, it offers uh, an alternative to those who are unable to afford higher education? Uh, firstly, let me greet you and the listeners at home. Uh, look, uh, we are saying that there's nothing new here rather than a provocation to student leaders, students. On the basis that uh, there's nothing new in the report that has not been done uh, in the previous years. And also that this report, in actual fact, by, by implying or by recommending that... Uh, 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 the fund can through loans, the ICN advised by the commission, uh, which directly speaks to the corrupt bank being hand, at hands on or providing loans to students. It's actually an opposite of what students have been uh, calling for for the past years and through uh, mass actions because what we want, we don't want loan, let alone that we don't want education to be sold to us, but it cannot be that you give us loans. But even now that uh, you take loans to corrupt the banks, you'd understand that there's a report that was issued by the uh, 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 Competi- uh, Competition Commission on the collusion of banks in terms of increasing their interest in, in, in relation to loans. Now you are taking this report and, uh, uh, and they recommend that the students must get loans from uh, those banks. It cannot be indeed because students, what they want is a, is a fee-free higher uh, 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 education. And that money must be provided for. But government must not be an apologist. Government, we said it, they must, it must force private sector to come on board. It cannot be that we keep on begging the private sector. That's what the report simply says. And we're saying now this is nothing new because we have said it, that this commission lacks agency and lacks political will to address the free higher education funding crisis. So let's talk about um, what you want. You say government must not be an apologist. What is wrong with pri- uh, public-private partnerships? Do you not think that the money has to come from somewhere and that somebody has to pay for it? Look, uh, firstly, when we protest as students, we don't protest because it's us who pay the money. And we understand that the fiscal uh, uh, capacity is composed is composed. Uh, hugely from the working class. 
And majority of us as students, we are coming from the working class background. So our protest is about to exonerate our parents from these uh, exorbitant higher uh, 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 education fees. Therefore, when we say that we, we need the government to force the private sector to come on board, because we can't continue that uh, 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 those who own the commanding heights of the economy and the gap between the poor and the rich continue to, to extend every day and every day, every day and out. But there's nothing that is done to retrieve those resources in order for them to be reinvested in the education. So work. are you saying education. scrapping application registration fees is not enough? No, 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 no. Look, what we are saying, that is, that is part of the things that we expect. But we are saying that don't give loans to students because we don't want debt sentences. Imagine a student that owns at the main 100,000. That must continue with second year, third year, must go to, lo- to, 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 to those banks and borrow around 300,000 in order to, to complete his or her studies. What then must happen when that student means that once student completes his or her degree, it means that the, the rest of 10 years, that student must be paying back that, uh, right. uh, uh, that, that loan.